All right, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get To It. This is episode 11, and our topic today is our hopes and our needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it always sounds so heavy when we say it like that. <laughs> I know. It's, I feel like there should be some really dramatic music underneath. But, mm-hmm. but you know, we're talking about um, our personal needs, our needs for our community, what are our desires, and what are our hopes? What are our hopes for our own selves and our trajectory and also that of the communities in which we um, live and work and, yes, yeah, so this can go in a lot of different directions, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I love the, the, the time taken to ask that question. Yeah. Um, I find that oftentimes it's very easy to just kind of go with a, what am I getting and how can I utilize it? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what am I, it's almost like we're dealt this hand, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and I just got to take the five cards that I've been given and play them. Um, but it's not that. It, we're, we're in life where it's not that this dealer just threw me five cards and then said that that's what you're stuck with. Mm-hmm. It's this is what I have right now. What do I need? And then am I going to be able to continue to play this game if I want to finish that metaphor? Am I going to continue to play that game until I get what I need? Mm-hmm. Like until I get the hand that I need to be dealt to me. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I also think this is sort of a natural jumping off point from last week's podcast where we talked about um, – you know, self-care and a lot of the, the revelation from self-care was really knowing thyself and yes. knowing what you need. Yes. Right. So then we take a look at that and kind of blow it up a step further and to, to be able to ask yourself, you know, what do I need and it, am I being well served? Mm. Um, and I think it's a question that we all should be asking, and especially now is the community that you're living in, the workplace that you're working in, in your family unit, are your needs being served? And, and it's okay to get a little selfish there and, and ask because you deserve to um, have those expectations met, right, you know? Right. And the more that you can answer the questions for yourself, the the better off you are to receive those things, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I know what I need, if I've asked myself 15 times in a month, what do I need from this month and the next month and the month after that, then when I get to a position where I have decided, you know, this is what I need. I need this much time allotted towards my family. I need this much time allotted towards making my food every night. Um, I need a better diet for myself or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, If I know that those are the things that I need, then I can set myself in the position to go and get them, to remove pieces in place so I can receive them, so on and so forth. So again, there's just power in that idea of knowing thyself, yeah. knowing what we need. What I love too, and I, and I hope that our listeners are picking up on this, that I think Mujib and I are very similar in that the lens with which we view life and live life is a very active lens. And I don't mean that, yes, we're physically active, but it's, um, we're go-getters. So and when I say that, when we think, you know, here's what I need or, or table that out, kind of our first instance is I'm just going to sit here and wait till that happens. We're very active. We're like, I'm going to make that happen or how can I manifest that change if that's what I want? And and it puts you in the driver's seat and it really puts you um, in, in, you know, amongst the control panel. And so um, I like that. I'm someone that lives by kind of a mantra that life doesn't just happen to you that you are in the process of creating that life that you want. And so, you know, for for anyone that this may be a little bit of a foreign concept for you, you know, I would challenge folks out there to sort of think of it that way, that, yeah, make a list of your needs and then what actions can you take? What what are action items? You know, how can I get that? Or do I have to make a couple phone calls or send a couple of emails or, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And I always like to say the caveat to that is that there's no limit in your imagination. Absolutely. You know, there's no there's no cap on what you want. Now there's there can be societal, you know, norms on what might seem like too much to ask for. Mm-hmm. But when when it comes to what we need as individuals for happiness, what we need for, for well being, mental well being, physical well being, there's no cap on what you can imagine for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's how I feel about myself is like if I know that I need to change environment or that I need to change my focuses, then there's no, there's no limit to what I can imagine myself 
evolving into, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. again, if I'm in a toxic if I'm in a toxic environment and I know that I need a better environment for my own well-being, yeah. I can imagine whatever environment that I want. I can say I want to be around, you know, a very diverse amount of people. I want to be around very strong people. I want to be around people that are also thinking like me. Mm -hmm. And once I determine that's what I need, and yep. I've said this before in other episodes, those things will start to appear I can start to see the avenues that are going to lead me to what I need. And then, like you said, it's the steps. It's those action steps. What am I going to do next to get what I need? Mm -hmm. You know, but it has to start with first defining, like, what do I need? Yeah. Because, you know, and especially now in this time period where we are and we're getting ready to go back into fall, you know, we're in Vermont, so it's going to get cold here at some point, And there's a lot of uncertainty about what exactly it's going to look like in the wintertime yeah. um, with shutdown and things like that. Um, I have to ask myself, what do I, what do I need for my own personal well-being going into this next year, and how do I need to position myself so that I can have that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's you know, having that awareness and and kind of the foresight and just sort of sitting down and mapping it out if that's possible. You know, and I think about too on the grander scale, not just as an individual, but the communities that we live in. You know, I think you're seeing it across the country that people are stepping up and they're making demands. Mm -hmm. They're making demands for what they want and they're finding their voice and they're and they're going out and putting themselves on the line really for these things. And and, you know, for me, if we bring it back to hope too, I mean an inspiration, you know, that's that's powerful and that's, you know, exciting to see this this kind of this movement happening, you know, where I, where I feel like people are saying, you know what, fuck it, this is what I need. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to demand it. Right. You know, I have these expectations from my community. Um, and so that's, you know, that, that's inspirational. That's, you know, you know, keep doing that, keep doing that, you know, for yourself and, and, and for what you want. And then you can literally help create the community that you want. You know, mm -hmm. you absolutely can. You don't, you don't have to sit back and just say, oh, this, you know, you know, I have to accept the way things are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to accept that. Right, right. You don't at all. <laughs> and it's, so, it's so wild because when you say these things, so many images come into my mind mm -hmm. of, and it's easy to like put an archetype on that and to be like, I can think of this one person who was in this really crappy situation that they came out of and they didn't accept that and now they're Oprah, right? Or right. something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I can also think about my own story in that mm -hmm. reality. Like I, I might have been a version of myself that I needed to evolve out of, mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, the listener might have been in a position where they needed to get something done in order to make it to the next level. Yeah. Um, and again, there's no, there's no limit on having that drive and that desire to become that next version. I can't keep, I, can't, I feel like I'm just saying it over and over again, <laughs> but I can't get off of it because for me, especially in this time period where, you know, the phrase that keeps on going through my mind, and we talked about this a little while ago, is how many people will say that's just the way it is. Right. You know, especially now with a time of revolution and, and people standing up and saying, like, the violence against black people isn't acceptable anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and the violence against people, period, isn't acceptable anymore. Um, that has always been met with, well, honey, that's just the way it is, mm -hmm. you know? And generation after generation after generation, we prove like, no, that's not the way it is. We can evolve beyond this and we can evolve beyond that and we can evolve again beyond this. Um, so it comes to the point where that's not even really a true statement anymore. Right. You know, if you, you know, I have, I have plenty examples of being, you know, being dyslexic and still achieving magnificent fame and praise as a public speaker, yeah. things like that, you know, like we're shown those, those examples all the time. If we can't see them in ourselves, they're external. We can look all over the place and we can see them. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's, it's serving that need. It's, it's, and that makes me think of in that phrase, serving that need, mm. it, it, the power of the need is even beyond us. Mm. Like my, my current self. Yeah called this version of myself into existence mm. from the self that existed before. Meaning, what I was doing before that wasn't serving me, that wasn't giving me the true power that I had access to, 
it couldn't continue to go forward and have me still actualize into this version of myself. So at the time, I was setting a goal or some sort of benchmark or some sort of high watermark that was going to get me to here because I knew that this is where I needed to be. But if I want to look at that from a little bit more of an esoteric lens, this version of myself was saying, no, I need to be this. Mm -hmm. So I need you, old Mujib, to start (laughs) making these necessary moves to stop doing whatever it is that you're doing, that sort of thing. Yeah, it kind of takes me back to our origin story in the very first conversation that we had mm-hmm. um, on air about these sorts of things. And I, you know, I, I think about my professional life and, and what those needs were. Well, you know, I mentioned this previously, I lived in New York City and I was spinning a lot in New York and really taking stock of, you know, the scene there, which I was really enthralled with and was just magnetic and you know, the sort of club scene of spinning and, and what that was. And, um, you know, I wasn't happy. I was in an academic program and I realized, you know, I need to, to make a shift and make a change. And I came back to Vermont. Um, but I had a list. I had, you know, what do I need to be okay here? What do I need from my community to live here? And, um, you know, on my personal list was a place that I could go spinning. Um, so I just, I want to pause there and just say, like, however small you may think your need is or trivial or frivolous if it's important to you it's important Mm -hmm. so someone else may say oh i could live anywhere i don't need a spinning studio that's fine you know but maybe you want glazed donuts i don't know like whatever it is for you whatever is on your list it's you know it's make that list it's important for you and on my list was a spin studio and i tried for a solid year to look around and find a place that met my needs. And some of those needs were a place that was body positive, that was accepting, that just felt safe and inclusive, a place that played loud music and and rocked out, a place that kind of had this club feel um, and, and taught rhythmic cycling. And I wasn't finding it. And it came down to either I have to get out of here because I need that so deeply, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna create the space that I need in this community. And what kind of the rest is history, you know? So I, I made that happen. So it's really, you know, it can be kind of exciting to, to really sit down with yourself and, you know, what do I need to feel safe? What do I need to feel happy? What do I need to feel joy? Just kind of going back and, mm-hmm. and reliving some of our, some of our podcast episodes. And then kind of think to yourself, well, can I personally provide that to my own lifestyle, to, to my own community? Or, you know, who can I link up with or what can I do to, 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 get, to, to manifest those things to make it happen? Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. I'm sure you have your, an example of, of that for you. Yeah. And I definitely have, like, my own personal examples of how that's played out in the past. But it also makes me think about just as simple as being in Vermont going into the, the winter, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is this is conversations between you and I, you know what my plans have been going forward, but it, it hasn't been to be in Vermont for the entirety of the winter. Right. Um, but with certain circumstances around the country with fires and, and COVID and things like that, it's kind of really made me have to sit down a little bit and make sure that I'm safe and that mm-hmm. my family is safe. Um, so the question that comes to my mind in that situation where I have to change my plans, so on and so forth, is, well, then what do I need in order to be as happy in Vermont as I can be? Mm. What do I need in Vermont since I'm going to be here now for the entirety of the winter? What do I need so that that feels good and mm-hmm. fulfilling, you know, as fulfilling as an 86-degree day on my birthday in January? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and... And to take it even a step further, like that answer for those things has been like, well, if we're going to be in Vermont for my, my birthday is January 31st, by the way, and January 31st is cold, right? Yeah, it's very it's a cold. cold day. It's cold Regardless, day. right? If you're in the Northeast, it's cold <laughs> here on January 31st. It's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, to every be time. Freezing it's cold. fucking freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't live if in the Northeast. If you're lucky, too, if it's not freezing cold and it's drippy, wet cold, then you're <laughs> bummed, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, being in Vermont on my birthday, it's like, well, I need to get to Montreal. 
you know mm -hmm. that's where we go we go to the spa we go mm -hmm. to we go we rent out a nice two-bedroom airbnb with a beautiful view near some bookstores that we like to go mm -hmm. to we go we eat brunch we eat lunch we eat breakfast we we just have a good time we go dancing we do all these things and i was very excited for that if i was going to be here for my birthday this year to do that but now with the borders being closed as they are i have to ask myself again what do i need so that i'm not just like a mopey version of myself on my birthday mm -hmm. you know and yeah. how am I going to provide myself with those things yeah. so so I think about that as somebody who might be listening to this maybe you didn't plan on being in Vermont for this season coming up what do you need so that you can still provide for yourself what do you need so that you can still be the highest version of the self that mm -hmm. you're trying to bring yourself to um with that said, like I find that oftentimes and this is something that you and I share and you just said it um but we have certain mind frames that push us to, to, to elevate ourselves or to evolve ourselves to these versions of ourselves that we can see, these grand versions. Like, I have a very grand version of myself that I'm building myself into. As do I. <laughs> right, right. And I love it. I love every step along the way to get there. It's been really fun so far, and it's given me a lot of beautiful things, mm -hmm. my family included. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to acknowledge that that's not necessarily everybody's goal. Right. Everybody's Absolutely. goal isn't to evolve into the superhero version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe listening, your goal is just to be able to maintain through this day. And what do you need to be able to maintain through this day? Mm -hmm. um, maybe you don't even know what you want to do. What do you need to be able to serve yourself right where you are right now? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 back into hope. Like, what do you hope for yeah. for yourself? Yeah. Like, I, th I find that, you know, it's easy to like I can think of what I hope for from my sister or my mm, brother, yeah. or my mother. Like, I know the happiness that I want them to have. You know, I know the joy in their life that I want them to have. But if I was to take myself and put myself in that external position, can I know what I hope for that person of myself? Like, can I remove mm. myself from, from this, look at myself from the outside, and say, what do I hope for Mujib? Mm. You know, what do I hope you get in this year to come, or this month to come, or even out of this day, or this conversation? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I hope that you're fulfilled? Right. Again, it's it. I'm I'm from D.C. I live in Vermont. You know, it's it's I'm in a foreign land. Right. Yeah. That's and I've been here for long enough. But at the same time, every time that I leave here, I remind I'm reminded of the fact that I am in a foreign land. Like yeah. I'm not. These aren't my customs. This isn't the way that I have moved through the world in my life. Um, and so I have to ask myself, what do you need and what do I hope for you to get out of this situation? You know. I hope the best for myself. I was going to say, you know? do you have, can you answer that question right now? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> joy and happiness, Yeah. you know, yeah. however it's going to come. Like, I've been in situations where I haven't had either in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've been in situations where I've been a sad, a sad version of myself. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not around things that I need to be around. I'm not fulfilling myself in the ways that I need to fulfill myself. And I'm, and I was feeling it at those time periods. And and again, to take it and think about it a little more esoterically, this version of myself mm -hmm. was, I'm praying for you, young Mujib, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm right now in 2020, September 29th, I'm looking back at 2014, September 29th, and I'm praying for you, man. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remind you that like, you're going to get what you need. So that's, that's what I've that's what I hope for myself is that my 2025 self is still looking back at myself mm. now being like, you know, keep grinding. You're going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, be. I appreciate you going there. Cause I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I think it's so important for our listeners too to know that, yeah, we are very, you know, ambitious and driven people, but that's not to say that we haven't had our moments, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we've, we've, we've certainly talked about this and touched upon it. If you keep listening, go back and listen to episodes one through 10, everybody. Yes, yes. Um, because you'll miss something really important if you're not, if you're not following all the episodes, but yeah, you know, it's, it's important to remind people that, yeah, there's, there's the sad version of Mujib. There's the sad version of Sarah. Um, you know, when we've felt overwhelmed and, you know, underfilled, mm. <laughs> I don't know what word to give it, but, um, lost all, you know, all of these things. So, you know, I'm always mindful of the fact too, and in, in when we talk about authenticity, um, you know, to always bring it back to, um, yeah, there is, there cannot be success without failure. There cannot be joy without suffering. I really feel like, you know, you've, 
you have to experience that and you're going to experience the highs and the lows at any stage of life at any stage um you know i i often just you know reflect on the last six months which is you know hopefully you know i hope i'm on this earth for for a long time to say that you know six months is such a minuscule window of of time even though as as we've been living since march it has probably felt like an eternity because time is funny that way but you know i am continually to give myself daily reminders that i was i was at the top of my game on the mountaintop when just like that like the rug got pulled out and and it and it is a reminder that you know it can be going great and then everything can be taken away in a second mm-hmm. um or things can you know the ground underneath you shifts and um you know I'm very thankful I still have a lot to be thankful for but um you know I it's having to make changes and so what I needed six months ago is not what I need today mm-hmm. even in that time period mm-hmm. so you know if, if you had asked me like what are my hopes and my needs six months ago things have shifted Ooh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit right. you know more than a little bit um so yeah you, you have to continue you know you got to continually check in with yourself and, and and do that but yeah it's been a really seismic shift right. but in a way you know if I can think about a silver lining I need and I hope for greater things now for myself than I did six months ago. I'm gonna say that again. So I actually need, want, hope for greater things for myself now, now that I've had this, you know, (laughs) than I did six months ago. And I think in part because like everything just got sort of mangled and, Mm -hmm. you know, tossed around, you know. Right. It, it forced a reevaluation. It forced, you know, really look inside yourself. Okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. For you too? Or? Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Um, I think about the... I think for myself in this situation, it takes me to a place where the original goal mm-hmm. is still the original goal. Like my lifestyle choice, who I want to be at 50 years old, is still the same Mm -hmm. but i need to well i'll put i'll come back to that i'll put quotes on that still the same um but the things that are going to be required of me to get there are different they've Mm -hmm. shifted what i need to do to be able to become that version of myself has i have to push a little bit harder you know or i have to think a little bit sharper because certain things that existed that were going to get me there six months ago might not exist now. Mm. Um, certain avenues that might have been closed, though, might have been open now, right? So yeah. there might be certain things that I am privy to now because of this entire situation that's going on and that's happened um, that wouldn't have existed prior. So I put quotes on, I'm, I'm, the goal is still the same because it's... It, not technically it's not the same you know six months ago the goal at 50 years old had nothing to do with COVID-19 right right but now that's a new input to that same goal so Mm -hmm. now I have to be this 50 year old version of myself who sustains this family who sustains this business who sustains this community and also lived through a global pandemic right and also made it to the other side of a revolution you know right? what I mean? Yeah, one day we'll look back. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we're in it now. Um, but right now we're, we're in it. it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And I think about that when I think about the ups and the downs and the and the way that the, the world goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we can be riding that mile-long wave break, you know? And it's a mile long. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's ever going to stop. And we're riding it, we're riding it. But it's breaking. The wave is breaking mm-hmm. the whole, whole time. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm going to hit the end of it. And I'm going to have to sit down off my board. I'm going to have to go back onto the ground. I'm going to walk back on the sand down that, that whole mile again mm. to get back to that break. And I'm going to paddle myself back out to where the waves are breaking. And I'm going to try to ride it again. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way the, the, the world works. It's like I can ride this wave. I can have this beautiful fun. And when it crashes down, i got to figure out how I'm going to get back out there. Yep. The sun, the day can be a beautiful day. The sun is out and it's shining or whatever. The night's going to come. And tomorrow I'm going to have to figure out how to get back to that place, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So um, what do I need in that moment, right, right, right? And what do I hope for? Do I hope that I get my needs met, you know? Those are some of the the more lofty 
right? Yeah. Um, I think for me, a lot when it comes to need and hope, it, hope I like to think about with faith a lot. Right? Yeah. And especially, again, talking about the, the uprising that's happening right now against brutality in this world, um, there's a lot of faith behind that, mm. you know, like like our parents and our grandparents had to have faith that we were going to be able to be in the position to do the things that we need to do right now. Um, and it's, it's a little more than hope, you right. know, like, right. and when I think about like my needs being met, um, me hoping that my needs are going to be met is a little different than me having faith that I'm going to have my needs met. Mm -hmm. For me, the difference lies in what I'm prepared to do. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I know it's shifting that, I'm that like, to the passive to the active. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, and for me, it, it can be interchangeable. For some people, it might be, might mean the same exact thing. But mm -hmm. I know back to what I need, I know for myself, I need it to come through the lens of faith mm -hmm. that I have faith that I'm going to get what I need. Mm -hmm. Right. Because then it lets me say, well, then I'm going to be able to see the avenue that's going to lead me there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I have my eyes open now. But if I hope, it makes me kind of like sit back a little bit more and like, I hope I get that job, you know? Right. No, yeah. I'm going to call them, make sure you got my thing. You know what I mean? I'm going right. to buzz you a couple of times and make sure like, because I have faith that if I do these things, then I'm going to get what I need. Mm. And if I call you too many times and you're like, no, nah, I don't, you're not our, you call too much. You're not my person. Click, hang up on you. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else might call me and be like, you know, I heard you call those people a lot. That's the type of person we want. Exactly. So on and so forth. So exactly. I, I think that for me, that's where kind of faith lies in that my needs are going to be met. Mm. Even if I'm at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of my barrel, you know, yeah. I know that I'll be provided with the way to climb back up to the top of it. And that is being tested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think for a lot of us, mm -hmm. you know, that faith, um, you know, that, but, but I like the idea of, um, again, just sort of, sort of action. And I keep thinking about too, with hope and needs and that we've been in a period of complacency for so long, um, as a people, as a nation. And when I think about this sort of seismic shift that we're sort of coming out of this complacent time period and, and, and again, like not accepting, like, no, this is not, how I want my life to be. This is not how I want my community to be. And I'm going to, and I'm going to take action. I'm going to do something about it. I'm no longer going to accept it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I'm no longer going to stand for that. And, and, and that reckoning happening all, you know, all over, um, and for, for the individual and, and the collective. And that's, you know, that's exciting. Like that, that gives me hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm that there is a brighter day, that there is a future where we come together, where, you know, you know, we've talked about this plenty of times, like people not on the bus, they're like, see you later. Right. You right. know, I'm on the bus and I think it's going to, a, a, it's, you know, we're getting there, we're on the way, we're on the road. And, um, and we're not stopping for people, you know, we're not stopping for people that we might've stopped for a long time ago. Right, right, right. No, that's for sure. You know? Right, right. I mean, I've talked to you about like my <laughs> candid feelings about that. You know what I mean? It's like when it comes to like, for instance, there's an awesome book called the anti-racist baby. And it, it is basically like these nine steps to raising an anti-racist mm -hmm. child. You know what I mean? And the, 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 the underlying value of it is that it's, making the decision to be such you know yeah so like you know talking about getting people on the bus like we're we're adults like i have a child sure i'll put my child in a in a little carrier i carry him on a bus you know i'm not gonna do that to my wife mm -hmm. can't put her in a carrier and carry her on the bus against her will right no she has to want to be on the bus she has yep. to want to go to the place and if she misses the bus she has to want to stay and catch the next one. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if we're using the bus as a metaphor, and I grew up taking buses, right? I'm from the <laughs> yep. D.C. metro yep. area, so there's another option. If you miss the bus, you can start walking. Yep. You know, you can try to get there. However you get there, oh, shit, I missed the bus. Well, it must have been too late, but I still want to go to that direction. I'll keep going that way. Maybe you see some homie that's like, hey, hop in, I'll take mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Or you see, you know, another bus is coming, run to the bus stop, try to catch it, that sort of thing. 
but for those people that don't want to acknowledge that you know we're we're on this trip we're on this trajectory we're trying to make this change for the world mm-hmm. um around us and globally yeah then you know you can there are a lot of people that are probably still living like it's 1962 um oh, yeah. and you know I can't, I'm not going to try to convince you how rad 2020 is, you know, but it's fun here. It's wet. Yeah. It's great. It's sticky. It's awesome. You know what I mean? We have a good time. Love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And you know, and I remember one of the first conversations that you and I had, um, and it was an off air conversation about, um, you know, where things are going, that there's still people out there that are, you know, the the make America great again, this notion that, that we want to go back in time, Mm, mm -hmm. which just sounds all kinds of fucked up from my perspective. Mm. (laughs) Like I, nope. I see myself doing nothing but ascending. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely nothing. There is nothing I want to get back to Mm. on a personal level, on a expanded level, you know, and, you know, that concept for me is completely foreign, mm. that that would be a goal, that, that, that there's something even remotely desirable about that. Because I think the way that I think the way that we're moving through the world is that I don't have any regrets about anything that I've been through personally, because it has built up the person that you see before you right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm continuing to evolve and to ascend into this, you know, this greater version of myself. So that's just a, you know, it's such a, you know, I, I literally, my mind is like, it doesn't compute. Right. Like, right, right, it doesn't right. read that language, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. send it back, like, I, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I, you know, I continue to find hope in numbers of people that are also choosing to continue this forward trajectory and this forward movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that that number outweighs the number of motherfuckers who are like, no, like I want to go back to 19, whatever, 18, what, like whatever, they, whatever right. they're stuck in, right, right. Um, you know? And I, and I think if I didn't have that hope, it like it would almost be too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then bringing it back to sort of, you know, the needs, I sometimes we write a couple of prompts for what we want to do. And one of the prompts was, how do our needs drive our expectations? How do our needs drive our hopes and our desires and our demands? And so then if I'm like, you know, I need to be in a community that has X, Y, Z, an inclusive community, a safe community, you know. Well, okay, like, then how can I help create that community instead of being just a bystander? Right, 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 yeah. I love that. Um, it again, something as trivial as just a good time with good people, right? And thinking like, well, the place doesn't exist yet for me to do that, you know? Like for uh, Crystal Jones, we miss you so much, Crystal Jones, right? So there was a DJ here (laughs) in in the Burlington area um, and she's moved on to to different places since, but um, there was a time period where it was very hard to go and find an all-inclusive party spot that was rocking and that was going to give you the same amount of of just good 808 thumping ass music you know not just trap music but just like beautiful black music Mm -hmm. period um and there was this woman who was a dj and she just started to bring herself out there you know what i mean and she would just throw these like rocking parties all the time um and so again, I can't, I can't off the top of my head think about more than a handful of like black female DJs, especially at the Burlington nightclub scene mm. when we were still rocking out with nightclubs all the time. Um, and here's this woman that was like, no, I'm gonna implant myself and I'm gonna throw parties and I don't wanna have to charge for my parties, so I'm gonna throw them in places where people can come to those parties. Mm. And you know, we had amazing times. And here's an environment that didn't exist before somebody said, this is what we need and we're going to do it. We're Mm going to make it. And once she started to make the moves happen, then other people in the community started to realize that she was doing it, got behind her, so on and so forth. And then she hosted 
massive parties all over town. She hosted a boat party on the Ethian Island. It was the amazing boat cruise, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, she was, like, dancing on the table and stuff like that. And we were, like, rocking, like, packed into this boat. Um, and you know yeah. what the, the beautiful thing is, too, that just came to mind that I'm thinking about is probably the people going, well, and I can't, so I, did, I have not attended one of these parties, but I have to believe that people that did attend them they didn't realize how much they needed that. Of course, yeah. yeah. Until she stepped up and said, you know what, I'm gonna, we right. need this. Right, right, right. And then you started to say like, fuck yeah, yeah I needed that. Yeah. I really needed that. And those people that are listening that went to those parties are probably now realizing how much we miss it. Right. You know, yeah. like, and it's, and it's uh, it again is the realization that, that we do need that connection. We mm-hmm. do need that that time together around that music or around that emotion, around that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that inspires us to create that again, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. I mean? in a situation that's safe enough that we can still mm-hmm. do it and dance and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, but yeah, if you're listening, uh, we love you so much out there. <laughs> I tell you. Uh, um, and this, you know, and, and that's what's made, you know, this, the pandemic in particular so difficult is because it has taken away a lot of these incredible venues and experiences you know, human to human experiences mm-hmm. and you know certainly in the work that I do it's large group gatherings mm-hmm. you know it's it's you know it's basically it's that club scene on a bike with mm-hmm. 50 p- people sweating on each other which is a no can do at the moment mm-hmm. um and I know my soul deeply misses that. Mm-hmm. Like that was, again, that was my whole reason for sticking it out in Burlington was, was that scene, creating that scene. And, you know, it's been six months without it. And I've, you know, it's been tough. And realizing, you know, going back to the drawing board, like, what do I need? I need that. So <laughs> how can I, you know, I think we're all trying to figure out like, okay, so I can't, have that thing maybe the way that I need to have it so how can I substitute it or what's my work around or you know how do I how do I get that how do I get my needs met in other ways it's challenging I mean mm-hmm. I'm still working through it mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out right, you know right. and I hear from clients all the time you know I'm doing virtual stuff and I hear all the time and people will say it's great but it's not the same I'm like I get it nothing to me can replace the electricity of you know a bunch of human beings together on the same vibe like mm-hmm. with that kind of energy and and that, it, it will return mm-hmm. it will re- in our human history is going to return but it is like it's kind of like when right 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 <laughs> you know yeah. and it's hard it makes me ask the question like what do we do in those situations when we can't meet our needs mm. you know like how do we how do we still function Such a in good those question. situations when we can't, when our needs aren't met, when those basic needs that we've set for ourselves aren't met, you know? That's the question. Mm-hmm. That is the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well, it, it reminds me of the five languages of love again. Right. You know, it's like, right. how, can, how else can I scratch that itch? Mm-hmm. And it's not, not to think about it like that. I guess it, it can be a little bit more gentle than that. But like, if... If I can see what it is that I'm getting out mm-hmm. of that situation, if I can see the love or the community or the the different levels of high energy that I'm getting out of that, um, how can I how can I find that in other ways or how can I? Sometimes you can't. I can't replace it. You know, right. obviously, right? right? So like, I can't replace that situation that I just described, the dance that I just talked about. Like, I can't relive it. Nothing. Like, I just have to look at it and remember what it was, and yeah. maybe watch a video that somebody took of it, or Facebook will send me a the the reminder about it, or something like that. Um, I can call that person. I can tell them how much I love and appreciate mm. them and everything that we did. Um, I can get together in my small groups and do what I can. Mm. I haven't found an answer to that question. I yet, I guess, I'm still working is. on it too, the, to be dead ass serious. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have an answer for that either. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, um, shout out to Craig Mitchell, who, mm-hmm. so Craig used to come in um, one Sunday a month and he would DJ at Rev and we would rock a live DJ ride here. And it was, it was always the best class, bar none, um, that we had here. And those of you that 
that were lucky enough to attend those classes know that. And so much love to Craig. And one thing that I've been so appreciative of, of Craig doing is his Sunday service on Facebook. You know, he would get on Facebook Live and, and mix. And in April, like during lockdown, like that would get me through. I'd, I'd tune in to Craig and I would be alone in my house dancing. Mm. And, you know, it's like little things like that and trying to, you know, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're finding ways to get by and to get through. And it's like, you know, no, it's not the same. It's, it's not the same, but, you know, I'm so thankful. You know, thank you, Craig, for, for, for doing that, like for, for providing that, you know, and it may, and it makes a difference, you know, and, um, yeah, we're just moving through, but I mean, (laughs) I don't have the answer, you know, I'm trying to figure it out too. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard, you know. That's what I love about this podcast and this time <laughs> that we spend talking to each other um, is that, you know, like we're, we're offering our insights up to each other and, and the listeners is taking part in the conversation. Um, but it's real. Like it's we are having a real conversation from two very real standpoints. And, you know, if I had a magic button that turned everything back to this beautiful dancing, sweating environment, um, I would, but it kind of goes back into what you said a second ago. It's like, I got to go forward. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. it's not even that I, yeah. I don't want to go back in this time period because I, I want that time period to exist again. Correct. You know, yeah. but sure. I, and again, it's not, that's not even like a condolence that I'm giving myself, mm-hmm. you know, that's not mm-hmm. like a concession to be like, Oh, it's going to come later or something like that. Um, it just, that really does make me think about that though. Like the, the, the need right now to ask that question again and to go back inside and say, what do I need now that that can't Mm. fulfill me Mm -hmm. again, you know, Mm -hmm. for right now at least, you know, Mm -hmm. and it sounds so funny because I know that somebody might be down in like Georgia listening right now, folks in Atlanta, they go dancing every weekend. You know what I mean? Like, there's still clubs open all the time that people are going dancing. Right. So sometimes folks outside of Vermont might be listening and being like, oh, they're like, it really sounds so up sad up there. <laughs> you know? Like, it's... why aren't you guys going to the wow. dance? You barely have any numbers up there. But, you know, it's the it's the same thing. It's like, you know, we I know for myself, there's a need for a level of safety, security mm-hmm. of comfort in my space that I feel OK sacrificing other things in order to to meet those needs Mm -hmm. you see absolutely Um, and I understand that too and I you know I think both of us have made those choices professionally as well you know you know just bringing it back to the fact that okay it should be no secret at this point that I've I've run an indoor cycling studio (laughs) or what was formerly known as I feel like (laughs) an indoor cycling studio um and we're not operating indoors at this at this time um legally I could you know, I actually, you know, following state guidelines, I could get people in here and they can remove their mask and and we could start breathing heavy. And that 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 doesn't sound like something I want to do right now. So, yes, I've made a professional sacrifice and I accept that. But at the you know, for safety, for the safety of my community. And I really do believe that. And I stand by it and, and without regrets, without reservation, without regrets. You know, I stand by that decision. So, yeah, folks may be listening from other areas and, you know, oh, well can't you do this? Can't you do that? And, and yeah, there is an amount of, you know, how far are you willing to go or what are you willing to do? And, you know, um, in terms of having the needs met, you know, as much as I want to recreate that, that club scene, you know, at what cost? Well, certainly not the cost of a human life from my perspective. And maybe others don't see it that way. That's how I see it. Um, and yeah, you know, I, and I stand firm on that decision. And so it, you know, and it forces me to ask that question. Okay, well, and so how, how else can I get these needs met? I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I, I see myself as a fitness entertainer. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this kind of last week or previous times because we were teaching together outside. And, and, you know, it's like, all right, how can I put myself in a position where I'm in front of others, whether it's on the mic or in front of a camera so that I can get those needs met? Because, you know, I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, and a performer needs to perform. A performer <laughs> needs an audience. <laughs> and I know that about myself. You know, I I've come this far to know that about myself. So 
all right, if I can't get my needs met by rocking out two or three times a day, like, you know, with the crowd here, all right, what's the next step? What's the move? Mm-hmm. What's the move? <laughs> what's the move? Right. It <laughs> could be a podcast unto itself. What's the move? I know, right? You know I, I like mean? that. Nobody else can take that. That's, <laughs> that's our spinoff, okay? I'm registering it today. <laughs> But I do love that. I was thinking about, you know, I do love the authenticity of this podcast and the fact that it is a more or less spontaneous conversation and it's not curated. You know, I I listen to plenty of podcasts and things like that and you can tell it's been edited and produced, you know, you're not necessarily going to hear Brene Brown go, I don't know the answer to that, (laughs) but you will hear her because we're just having that honest back and forth, you know, and we're not here to bullshit you guys out there you know we have some insight but we certainly don't you know you can disagree with us by all means i'm still waiting for people to mm-hmm. really like hit us up and be like hey you know <laughs> well shout out to matt you kind of inspired this whole conversation yeah you shout know. out to matt muzzy who 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 did we reached out he's a colleague of ours and and uh you know i i i say it truthfully and i say it wanting to you know we either one of us you know folks listen folks listening because of mujib folks listening because of me or just because you like how we vibe reach out to us like we're on social media reach out to us and say you know oh you said this you know and i'm super thankful for people who have reached out and said whoa like this really helped me get through xyz but again we'd love to see you know challenge us or you know offer us something you know what do you want us to to talk about because mm-hmm. You know, I think we're, you know, we're very willing to go there, Right, right. you know, Yeah. and we're very willing to say, like, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> oh, and, and I really feel strongly about that, like always being willing and vulnerable enough to say, like, when you don't know that you don't know, you know, admitting those things. Sure. Right. Yeah. You have to. I, for me, I have to. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it, if it's not my professional personality, it's just my, my my personality as a whole like I can't bullshit too much Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because if I'm telling you that I know what I'm talking about and I don't know what I'm talking about I don't want that to ever bite me in the ass right and it will yeah yeah I hope so for those of you bullshitting I hope that I can call out the bullshit that's (laughs) being thrown on my feet you know what I mean yeah it's real um but I love that and I think that's one of the so you know when we talk about sort of the the attraction of two people like why this works too is you know you're a super inquisitive person and and I even think about you know way back when you called me it was really coming from a professional place like I'm grappling with some decisions and I'm coming to you for you know some advice or some counsel and as a person in this profession so you know I've I definitely you know I I love that like I love that ability to say like you know you know, I'm not sure what I should do here. I'm going to reach out to, you know, people I respect or people that are in my field that, you know, what's going on. That's what I really loved about the leadership workshop that you yeah. put on back in, in February. Um, it is, there's a beautiful thing to be able to sit down around people who are trying to express their thoughts around a single idea. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah. if those people are like minded. Now, everybody who was in it was a small workshop that Sarah put on. Um, and, you know, there might have been maybe a dozen of us, yep. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I didn't I don't think I knew anybody else in the room. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd previously met anybody there. Maybe I didn't one or know two some people. people in the room, which is, you know, right. which was great. <laughs> um, yeah. And. But everybody had seen what this thing was that was being offered and was excited about it. And we showed up there. Everybody had their pads of paper to write on (laughs) and took our shoes off and we sat down. And I I remember getting so much insight out of just being in that group of people, throwing my ideas out there, having other people's ideas come through my ears and have me process Mm. them. Um, So, again, there's just so much value to being able to have these conversations with people that are like-minded or that are inquisitive or that will give us honest feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of what you need. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I was going to say, and that's even part of what we need from ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we, I I need to not bullshit myself. Yeah. You know, like I, I need to be loving to myself. I need to be honest with myself, Mm -hmm. but I need to be able to call myself on my own bullshit like if I'm not 
ready to make the jump. It might be fear. It might be that I just need a little bit more courage. But it might be that I I know that my hand isn't ready to make the catch if I slip, you know, right, or something right. like that. And if I can put that into actual like terms, as far as like not using a metaphor for it or something. Um, if you ask me to teach a class, and I don't know what the topic of that class is supposed to be, or I'm not a if I'm not first at teaching that class Mm -hmm. it behooves me to let you know that right right before I get up there on that stage and I put myself in a position where I don't know how to do what I'm what I've set myself out to do so again Mm. what do I need to know how to do to be able to meet the level that I'm trying to be at or to be able to actually accomplish the mission that I'm on right now like what do I need yeah and I and I would say as sort of a you know, from an from an executive standpoint, you know, if, if people out there are listening, lead teams, um, and this came up in our workshop, which is why I'm thinking about it. Um, if you're in a position, a management position or a CEO or otherwise coach, whatever it is, ask those that work for you what they need. Yes. What do you need to do your job well? Yes. You know, and I think that... Um, that was severely lacking in a lot of professional environments that I previously was part of before I was leading my own. It makes me think of even a family unit, you know, like for me to be able to make a big decision in my life, I have to ask my partner what they need. What do you need to be happy? Like I, I, I ask myself the question enough. I know what I need. Right. Um, in a role where I can look at my family, I might know, I might think I know what my family needs in order to be happy Mm. or successful. Mm. Um, but I need to know what, I need to know what she thinks, what Mm -hmm. my partner says that she needs so that I can act accordingly again, so that we can all uplift ourselves. So in that community, in that conversation, leadership role, or just a member, um, knowing what we all need to be able to get ourselves that next place. What do you need out of this interaction for me to be able to show up so that we can have this conversation? Yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, I feel like that's a good place to kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> right, right, right. I need to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to process this all right now. Yeah. Um, and I would say, well, one final thing. I would say sometimes the need, because I'm bad at this, mm-hmm. the need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like when you need that. And that's that sort of vulnerable position or when you need to ask for counsel or when, you know, realizing like, oh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Or I just, I need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we can all do ourselves right by reminding ourselves that that's okay. Um, because we all need a helping hand and that's just, that's part of being part of a community, being part of fabric of something bigger than yourself, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So remember that. I got to remember to tell myself that I'm bad at asking for help, but I do need it. (laughs) Right, right. Well, now you put it on air, so we'll, we'll work to help to keep you on that thank you thank you for holding me accountable i need that Mm. (laughs) right (laughs) right oh man it's been another amazing ride i want to thank you guys so much for listening to episode 11 of this podcast my name is sarah my name is mujib have a great day